Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Alex Gray is the co-founder of ListKit. ListKit is a done-for-you personalized list-building service. You may recognize Alex from episode number 77 where, we, where he talked about a uh, lead generation campaign that he ran for his uh, lead generation company, Growth Boost, B2B Lead Gen. Today, we're going to do a catch-up episode, see what he's doing with ListKit and how he's kind of seeing the outbound landscape change and, and what he's been up to since our last conversation. So, Alex, how would you define ListKit for the audience? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a done-for-you service. It provides personalized contact lists or personalized lead lists or personalized prospect lists or whatever, whatever terminal. It seems like there's so many terms for what the hell that damn list is. (laughs) I don't know. So yeah. So basically we're providing cleaned, verified, manually verified by a a human being, lead lists, B2B lead lists. And then we're adding a personalized first line. So a personalized kind of introduction for each prospect that is pulling some data from either their website, from their LinkedIn profile, from out in the web as well. Now we're expanding, all that's expanding. And I'll talk a little bit about that maybe uh, first if, if you want, because I know that's like, that's, that's where we get the most questions. It's usually like, what the hell is the first line? Why, why would I use that? You know, are, are they quality? Like, because we are using AI to generate them. So are they quality? I've like tried, tried things like this before and it sucked and, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So go into that. Wow. Yeah. So it's a. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting. So, so I guess shout out to my dude uh, Alex Berman. I think he was maybe the first guy to kind of like really talk about doing like these first lines and maybe coin the term and stuff like that. But um, uh, if you don't know him, he's like a pretty big YouTuber, and mm-hmm. that's in the in the cold email space. And yeah, it's like basically yeah, and it kind of ties into what you asked about the current outbound landscape. I think it's like things are changing really, really rapidly uh, mm-hmm. in this world right now. It's almost so there was like a rise, I would say maybe what, like five, 10, 10, five, 10 years ago, somewhere in there, maybe like eight years ago, there kind of came up this 
productized service kind of surge of productized services, I guess, doing a lot of this like B2B lead gen stuff and cold email stuff. And I'll get you um, a certain amount of leads per month. Exactly. Exactly. Or like, you know, pay me like the flat rate. It's like 500 a month. And we go out and like get you leads, right? And like do do cold email on your behalf. And it was all good, but it started, you know, I think a lot of those companies sort of like formulated these systems and they were sending out similar scripts over and over again. And it was like a systemized approach. And now, yeah, as we get past 2020, I've seen just like, you know, the, the bell told, so to speak. And now we're like in this world where like you just can't systemize it anymore. It has to be super personalized everything mm-hmm. has to be mega because it just spam is so prevalent now it's getting so ins- it's out of control and i don't know if you i mean i know you have a linkedin i have one you know you go check that thing and it's just like it's just a barrage of like yeah. nonsensical in some cases like you know kind of connection requests right and like just too much to take in and then the e- email inbox too i mean if you're running any kind of company you're just seeing like it's just running or yeah, an employee or anything really you're just getting like this barrage of spam emails that are just it's kind of getting out of control, right? And there's no personalization. And it's just like a bulleted list and it's all this kind of stuff. So, so with the personalized, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so how do we, how do you, what's the intersection of, you know, keeping a system, but personalizing it? How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's that mix of like scalability and, right. and personalization, right? Or like um, in some way, like just authenticity, right? Like having some authenticity to the email where you're not coming off like, I'm sending this to a million people and mm-hmm. you know I'm expecting a 1 1% reply rate. So the personalized first line is kind of an answer to that. That's that intersection and it's just it's basically adding a first line to the email that just personalizes the email to that prospect. So it's hey, hey Morgan, really love your podcast. I love the episode number 77 with that with that, you know, with that dude Alex on there, whatever, <laughs> right? It's like right. A, <laughs> it's a very like personalized. They obviously like did some research on you. And then they're kind of bringing a question or a pitch or whatever. And then you're kind of like, okay, so it also shows up in the preview in Gmail or the preview in the email clients, you know, that little strip of like copy next to the subject line. Yeah, exactly. So it shows up there as well. Like you'll have high first name and it'll start saying something real personal. And it's like, oh, it kind of stands out next to the like, hey, hey, Morgan, I'm Alex from ABC Corp and we do this. And you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that immediate sort of pitch. So essentially, there are a couple of companies that have sort of cropped up in the last few years that are using AI. They're using GPT-3 in most cases, uh, which is like an AI uh, tool by OpenAI, uh, a company. It's kind of like invite only. It's a hard thing to get access to. And you don't get approved for every single thing with it. But this is something where it's not too manipulatable. It's just sort of like a side note to a cold email. So there's a company called Line, uh, Line.ai, Yep. Yeah, that's right. Lyne. There's a there's a company called Warmer, which I think uh, Mailshake just partnered up with. So there's it's kind of like becoming a bit of a thing. I'm seeing a couple other guys kind of coming into the place, and yeah. you know, recently. So it's interesting, and there's been a lot of critique around the quality because a lot of times AI can kind of get a little wacky and be like, right. you know, hey Morgan, I saw that you know you uh, upgraded your job title like six years ago. You know what right. I mean? Congrats! And you're like, uh, dude, that was six years ago, right? right. Like, I don't I don't want to hear that, but. Uh, Specifically, Line has been doing a really good job of sort of like just updating and updating and updating. And the most recent updates are pulling like some insane data, like pulling from like articles that were written about the company in the last like year, pulling from like podcast appearances and places they've like shown up other places, pulling up uh, uh, webinars they've been a part of, like all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty, it's doing a way better job of kind of trying to find that personalization like out in the web as well as like on their profile and on their website and mm-hmm. um, tie it all together in a better way. Um, it's been pretty impressive. So that's what ListKit is using. 
as our back end for the personalized first lines. And we have like a special deal with them where we're providing uh, two personalized first lines uh, for each contact. So you've got a place to put a PS or, you know, if you're doing like okay. a sequence where you're doing a LinkedIn outreach too, you can include like a different personalized first line in LinkedIn. So you're doing like double research mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it just saves a ton of time. And I think, like you said, it's that intersection between kind of the mass email, cold email, kind of like bulk, whatever you want to call it kind of deal uh, that's usually considered spam and scale, but it's more scalable and the more manual, like hand typed one by one kind of SDR kind of approach to email or something like that, where you're really going in and like doing the social selling and doing the whole thing. It just saves a ton of time. So that's what ListKit's providing. It's just something that's already ready. It's just ready to send. Like, and we deliver in 24 hours also. So it's just like you nice. order, you get the list in 24 hours, all personalized, bam, send see what you get you know what i mean Pivot, so you've got, you've got you've got this list of verified contact data solid yep. and then you are adding in up to two lines of personalized information about this prospect that, is right. you're generating it with ai gpt3 right and then yep. is someone going in and like checking it that's kind of what the last layer is. Yeah, we have a manual, like a human being checking everything. And, you know, that's getting better and better too. And as the AI gets better, we're having to sort of like change less and less. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we're doing kind of like a final quality control with a human being before it gets sent off in that 24 hours. So, gotcha. Are you putting this into your existing like, outreach process or are you doing anything different with this stuff? Well, I think since last time we talked, it is, it is a bit different, like mm-hmm. um, just in the sense of including those custom fields, I guess, in the sure. email and kind of strategizing how to do outreach now, because and we can talk about that a little bit, because I think, you know, nowadays it's just, it's just getting a lot, it's getting a lot harder, frankly, like yeah. it's getting like a re- really tough, you know, the last campaigns, it's just, you, you really have to keep changing stuff con- constantly right now, mm-hmm. like the way that it, the way that it is. There's a couple of classics that work, I guess, that I can sort of say that like, subject lines that are like quick question or -hmm. quick question first name or you know introduction or introduction for first name some stuff like that those kinds of things are still working i find that those are just kind of like universal to get people to open the email you got ios 15 that unrolled out and and, or rolled out and all that stuff where privacy is becoming this issue where open rates are like not at all accurate anymore essentially like you're not tracking like a pretty good percentage of open rates so that's becoming that's in in a way it's kind of good i guess uh in my perspective but um just in the sense that you have to focus more on reply rate and more on mm-hmm. like actual roi on the campaigns you can't just be like oh we're getting a 60 percent open rate though everything's going fine right it's a little bit more you have to be a little more scrutinizing about sort of like the actual end results which is like positive replies meetings booked right uh closed mm-hmm. deals you know so i think that's that's actually kind of cool but because open rate was never really a to me never it was kind of a proxy just that the email address was wasn't burned before right, right? it wasn't really and it still is you know if you're getting over 30 percent there you're, you probably don't have to make props going on what, um, what are you doing what else are you experimenting with yes really like so we we flipped the phone or flipped the out of the sequence a, a while back where we were doing linkedin touch points first and trying to get in touch with linkedin this is for most of the industries that we work with from e-com to industrial to tech kind of startups and stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of like the, that gambit you know kind of like uh, on on behalf of agencies on behalf of uh, industrial companies on behalf of, of tech startups and uh yeah so we were using linkedin as a touch point and that was actually working really well so going linkedin first connection request message first message if they don't answer those messages shoot the email 
and start sending emails. Then LinkedIn put their limit on the connection requests amount per week or whatever. They made it from like 100 a day to 100 a week and started throttling like everything. So we saw just everything get kind of stopped in its tracks. That was pretty hilarious. That was kind of fun to deal with because then <laughs> what we ended up doing, what we ended up doing was flipping it, flipping the sequence again. So we had gone from like email first to LinkedIn for then we flipped it back to email first and went to LinkedIn second, which actually has ended up being a pretty good process. So the process that we're running right now is basically sending an email, cold email first. It's two cold emails in a sequence first. If they open either of those cold emails, if they open, we use it as a trigger. They then we'll go to a LinkedIn step, which is basically sending that connection request and it's less salesy. It really doesn't have anything. It's sort of just like another touch point. It's kind of used just to support that first touch point, right? So you got email, it's pretty scalable and you can like scale it up. Then you got only if they open the email, will, will they will they get the, the connection request? Now, and I just mentioned that e- email opens are all over the place. It's It's the closest thing we can find to a way to sort of limit LinkedIn interactions down to that kind of like hundred a week area mm-hmm. and keep it kind of inconsistent and sort of natural feeling and also sort of like tether that onto the email sequences. So that's kind of the program right now is, is kind of running these personalized first line emails, uh, one and two, where it's kind of like, Hey Morgan, something real personal about your last post on LinkedIn. Hey, curious, you know, do you need any help with, uh, with XYZ right now? Are you guys looking for XYZ? Or uh, mm-hmm. could, you, could you take on more XYZ right now? Right? Or, yeah. or whatever. We're, we're pretty much using questions now also as a call to action. That's kind of the new development. We're not doing the like, hey, do you have 15 minutes to talk anymore? Really like nothing pressure, just sort of like inquiring and trying not to assume too much and kind of listing our assumptions about the prospect that we would sort of pitch to them with, you know, and instead ask them about it and just kind of start a conversation and kind of go into a natural conversation and, and do it that way from now on, instead of trying to go straight for that meeting book. Like as soon as we get a reply, we can kind of work it through and then shoot to a meeting book, you know, Hey, we should discuss this further on a call, you know? And I want to talk about how you handle replies, but I've actually noticed that too. It's, it's becoming more of getting attention of the right people, but there's just going to be a large amount of it that's outside of our control. And one of those things yeah. is timing and who's, who's looking for something right now, like who's interested right now. And Absolutely. it's more about finding those people than how good your copy is. I mean, that's part of it, right? What you're offering them, but nothing beats someone who's like, Hey, great timing. Like it's more about exactly, that. exactly. And now the timing is so important. And I think, um, and, and the targeting just in general, I think like, you know, there's, yeah, it's just getting more and more important, the quality over the quantity at some point. It, you know, obviously there's still sort of that numbers game in the background where you mm-hmm. kind of have to, you know, the, the demand has to sort of, it, it, it's a, it's a, a wave, you know, <laughs> you kind of have to catch the wave at different times and, you know, try different things with the same prospects sometimes or try mm-hmm. to like rotate it around. But yeah, definitely intent data is something that we're talking about a lot these days too. And I think that's like a big topic and uh, something that at ListKit we're kind of looking into too a lot is, is just sort of figuring out what are some common buyer signals? What are some common like sales triggers and, and buyer signals mm-hmm. that, that we can like latch onto? And I know the last time we talked on the, on the podcast here, it was uh, that campaign was all about scraping angel lists. It was, it was scraping mm-hmm. job postings, right? right? And trying to find that intent data. And there's a lot of that out there now that we're sort of tapping into through some different softwares we use and just different 
um, stuff that we're looking for. I actually just talked to our fulfillment team the other day and I was, I was kind of blown. I didn't even know this, but I was kind of blown away that they were telling me that they were only for many of the agencies that we, that we do list for. They're only pulling in companies that are actively hiring right now for any role, any position, mm. but they have a job post up somewhere right. just to make sure that the prospects are active, that they're just like an active company that's right. doing shit because that's just like looking the first little proxy, right? Looking yeah. to grow, looking to expand. And that's really funny. I was like, and, and I was like, that's every list that we're doing that on. They're like, yeah, yeah. Pretty much every list we're putting that for the first filter, like for the first list of you know, a smaller quantity or something like that. We're like doing that all the time. So that like, at least you're reaching out to companies that aren't going to be like, Hey, I don't know. I don't, I no longer work here or, you know, yeah. we're not really, we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're like a local manufacturing company who's not they're doing not shit. Right? Like like yeah, yeah, they've got, yeah, their, just, they got their Rolodex of customers and they're just getting they, by. They yeah. send newsletters. They do the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just there they go to trade shows and, and you're like, man, but we can get you better ROI than the trade show. Right. And they're like, we don't care. No thanks, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like to go hobnob with the dudes over there, you know, right. it's no problem. So, right. yeah. So I think that's that, that intent data, the intent signals, all that kind of stuff is, uh, that's a big deal right now. I think the more, the more intent based you can, you can get it just, yeah. Driving bottom of the funnel. And I think you and me can talk about that too, where it's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, what you're talking about is basically targeting bottom of the funnel, like only yeah. bottom of the funnel. Sales is hitting bottom of the funnel. That's the prime spot, like hit bottom of the funnel. People that are already problem aware, they're already pretty solution aware, and they just, like yeah. you just pop out of nowhere. And, and that, yeah, and that there's, combined with the personalization from a tool like yes, yours, yes. Helps, like now instead of like, let's say, just pick a campaign off the shelf and you're emailing a couple hundred people. Now right. that those couple hundred people where there may be like, I don't know, 10% there in market, let's say at the time. Yeah. Now yep. we're filling that 200 up with all people who are in market. Exactly. And we're personalizing it so that when they're scrolling through their inbox on their phone, their email, they see that and they're like, okay, let me open this. Yeah. They're like, Hmm, I wonder, I wonder what this is. So yeah, it's a lot mm -hmm. more. Yeah. And, and it's a very authentic approach. I think at the end of the day, like you're trying you're, you're again. You're you're balancing scale with authenticity, which like mm -hmm. authenticity, I think, is all that's mattering really. Like as we go forward, it's really it's it's becoming kind of funny. It's why a podcast like yours is captivating and, and interesting and something that you want to watch. It's why like uh, oh, you tell I mean, there's all like the a, girls that don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a million examples, right? I mean, of people just doing YouTube channels where it's just them in their kitchen, like talking to the camera and it's just extremely captivating because it was funny, man. I'm actually, I'm going to be moving to the beach soon. I'm like in the city still, but I'm, I'm trying to move to the beach and I'm looking at the town that we're going to move to here in Mexico. And I'm looking at the town and I'm going in Instagram. I'm going hashtag, you know what I mean? The town name. And I'm going like, I just want to see some pic. What does it look like? What does that right. beach look like? What's the deal? Right. And you, and you type that shit in, man, and you go there and it's like, nothing looks real, dude. It looks like this surreal, mm -hmm. like, dune style you know star wars looking ass like right. yellow filter 10 filters everything's like all super vibrant and crazy like that's not what life looks like when you're out right. there on the beach it just looked like a, a beach right and right. it's like everything we're just being hit with so much shit that's so like unreal and so right. like you know augmented reality virtual reality everything's like this augmented version of itself and i think that's kind of where we're hitting like in a sales process and everything else and marketing is the big one on this one marketing is like the you know marketing just isn't working anymore for a lot of companies i think because it's just like they're not doing it authentically they're trying to do this very like overblown thing that's all mm -hmm. augmented and i think with the sales process the same thing you're just trying to hit the bottom of the funnel with a real 
genuine, authentic message, be a genuine human being. Just be like, hey, you know, I'm curious if you guys are looking for something like this. Curious if you guys can take on more clients. You know, curious if you guys are running. You know, one one of our strategies right now is to is to hit people that you know we will we'll do technographic data where we'll scrape everybody who's running ads in a certain niche of a certain mm-hmm. size, all that kind of stuff, right? Grab our roles out of there, what we believe to be the roles, do a bit of a kind of an account based sort of setup like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hit these guys up and we'll go, hey, are you guys running paid ads? <laughs> you know, like not not even like we know they're running paid ads, right. right? So we already know that, but we're asking them that and they go, Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, what what do you want to know? And then you go, Hey, well, how how much are you guys spending on it right now? How how are you liking the results? How's it working out for you? Oh, well. It's okay. I don't know. I guess it could be better. You're right. Like that, you right. expose the need or the pain, like through these obvious questions that just kind of walk them down. Like, hey, you should trust me. I know what you're doing, and I'm curious if maybe we're, maybe you're qualified. Maybe we're qualified. Maybe you're qualified. Maybe it's a win-win, right? Just trying to find that authentically, like that win-win that isn't like, hey, we help companies with paid ads, and we can increase your ROI from five x to ten x, and it's like. Yeah, I don't need that, or I don't know who who are you, or what is it? You know what I mean? How right. do you do that? What's your right? You're kind of like being a human being, walking them through a, a conversation. And I think for a lot of agencies and stuff, it's really annoying because it's not that same productized. Like a lot of companies have had to deproductize. I know one in particular that is a buddy I, I follow. Uh, his name's Jake. I, I can never get his last name, but the dude running Lead Cookie, uh, he published a, a blog. Jorgen. He was talking about yeah, George Dorgan and, and how he. I do, yeah. I, mean, I talked to him uh, recently, and uh, Liz Kid guys have a podcast. And they just had him on it, actually. So I don't know him personally, personally, but we, we've spoken a couple times. Mm-hmm. But just his, uh, just his, he wrote that blog post where he basically said, "I have to deproductize Lead Cookie. Like I spent all this time productizing Lead Cookie to be this this very repeatable, blah 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 blah, and then I've had to completely dismantle that whole thing, and we're literally doing custom." you know, manually sent, personalized, everything has to like, it's small pools of leads, yeah. it's like hyper segmented pools of leads. And it's sort of like, that's, yeah, it's like, it's inconvenient for anybody trying to do it at scale, but it's, it's a uh, cycle it's, though, right? Like that, all that noise in the inbox happened because yeah. all these tools came, which yeah. made automating, sending it easier, <laughs> right? Yes, and now yes. everybody's getting inundated. So the attention goes down. And now yep. there's tools coming in that are helping the quality get better of the email, right? Right. Right. It's like right. Ebb and, and then that's going to get productized, and then you know, right. It's like these cycles, right? Right. Yeah. And then what's next? It's like a hundred percent manual sending one by one, like uh, VA teams and stuff like that. Which I know I saw, a lot of people do that. I saw a guy sent me an email mm-hmm. video where okay is some deep fake technology and it was pretty oh, much yeah. merge tags with video they have yeah, say totally. any name he wanted with that merge tag in it and it would be like a video of him and then the name like the mouth would move yeah so what's so what's that called descript descript does that there's there's they, an app called you can change where you can change the mouth movie you can do kind of like an overdub like an ai overdub on videos and change the yeah change the 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 name you know and enter the merge tag kind of thing and i know there's another one too i can't remember what's called off the top of my head but I, a lot of guys are yeah that's you know change insane. the mouth moving like it'll change yeah the- they change the mouth moving there's like Christ. yeah they have some <laughs> i mean there's another one where it's a full ai person that looks like real as hell and they and they talk to you and that's a whole another one i think but uh yeah i've seen a couple of these technologies and it's pretty it is kind of creepy it is kind of creepy i mean we 
anyway, I won't go into the other side of that because I had some buddies that were building a tool where it was like kind of the conversational thing that we're talking about having, but with like a dialogue flow bot, like using a bot. So once a reply comes in, you got like sentiment analysis, it, the bot like reads it and then it tries to reply based on like how it's been trained to deal with different responses mm. and shit like that. And then it kind of go and it just walks them down like message by message. You know what I mean? If they don't write yeah. back, it goes, Hey, first name it's, it's, it's nasty. And I, I actually told this one guy about this. It was a, uh, a client. We were just talking, he had been in direct mail for like, you know, a hundred years or whatever. Yeah. and uh, we were talking about that and he was going so oh fuck i'm gonna be getting messages from a robot now and it's gonna yeah. be, oh man uh, god you know, he just like put his head down like shit you know this world's crazy so anyway but yeah. i think you, yeah this oh go ahead go ahead I was saying, how are you handling replies yeah again trying to be as authentic as as humanly possible i think that's it's like um Trying to push to a meeting. I mean, in most of the businesses that, that we're dealing with, it's it's high ticket stuff. So there's no problem. I mean, the goal at the end of the day is try to get a meeting booked and explore if it's a fit. Generally, there's a bit of like pre-qualification in the replies. So like, and you can see this like in our in our masterclass that, that I released through ListKit. Uh, I made that whole course and there's like a whole section on kind of like dealing with replies because it's it's something that sort of like you just have to kind of like ask questions until... It feels right. It feels like it's a good fit, and then and then shoot for the meeting. Like if they go, oh, you know, it all sounds good. What's what's the pricing like? Or it all sounds good. You know, how how does it work? And then instead of sending a book, obviously, I would never like send anything that was like, oh, this is how it works. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's better to just discuss it on a call. I'd like to meet you anyway. Like you know, so you let's jump in. Process wise, you're putting them in a like pipeline or keeping them in a follow up list, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Just following up. And a lot of times they'll drop off. So what we'll do is do first name question mark. Like we'll just be like, Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Where you yeah. at, man? <laughs> yeah. So it's real, real, real short, real. I don't know, man. It's kind of like that idea. I remember, I forget who said it, but it's like maybe a million people have said it since, since the turn of the century or something, but just, you kind of have to write like the copy, like you're talking to a six-year-old. I've heard, I've heard this. I don't know if it was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Ogilvy or somebody said this, but you have to you have to be talking like like to a six to a six mm-hmm. year old. You have to be like everything has to be short. I think people tend to like overcomplicate replies and try to like write a book and be super persuasive and so like you shouldn't have to be persuasive. It's just like yo, know, if, if if this is interesting, to these guys, let's jump on a call. If you don't have time for a call, then I don't, we probably you don't have time to like commit to a process of actually working like with us and <laughs> actually yeah. doing something right. So it's kind of yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go back. Go ahead. I, was just say, I think that's cyclical too, too. Cause you think about like years and years, like decades ago. Now you got something like AOL instant messenger was big or first it was like yeah. email. email came out and that people would read every email real slow and read every, you've got mail, then messenger. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then texting and then we moved to more long form content, but then coming back to, Twitter, you know, 140 characters, whatever. Yep. Uh, Facebook yep. Messenger, WhatsApp, like. It's, yep. It's, it's, yep. A, and I think I think you got some generational sort of, stuff yeah. happening too. You know, possibly like some generational, like 
I don't know, 10 years ago, I'm sometimes I'm like amazed that 10 years has passed since a certain point. Like I'm yeah. thinking like, damn, I've known that dude for 10, you know, it's mostly with that one. It's like, I've known that dude for 10 years. How is that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I never thought I'd be the dude being like, yeah, I've known that dude for 10 fucking years. So, you know, time fat flies past and there's a lot of people like the guys I'm working with in Liskid, for instance, are like in their 20s. They're like 24. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they just stopped the uh, college like a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? And all this yeah. kind of stuff. So there's a lot of like new blood. And I think a lot of companies are trying to get that new blood as well. I think there's a lot of like recruiting going on in that, in that kind of generation pool. And these guys are, these guys are like, you know, LMK, you know, uh, smiley yeah. face. And it, this, this is how they communicate emojis. in a way too. Yeah, yeah. Emojis and all this. So it's sort of keeping up with that too. And trying to kind of know, I mean, just knowing your ideal client as, as much as humanly possible. I think that's like what, and that's kind of what I'm preaching a lot in the in the course and in all the content I'm making and just everything I'm telling everybody. People, I, I run a Telegram group as well, which is like kind of it's it's growing pretty fast at the moment, and we're just constantly having these discussions. We're like, how do I know what to do? How do I know you know what to, what to write back to this? How do I know what to price this at? How do I know? And it's like because you've done your research on your ideal client, you know who your ideal client mm-hmm. is. You know what their problems are. You know what's keeping them up at night. You've talked to a few of them. You've surveyed them at some point, even if you have to like gray hat it and like act like a student in college. And I'm just trying to talk to leaders in the <laughs> whatever industry, you know what I mean? I just want to wonder if I could like get you to, you know, on the phone for five minutes and people are usually like, yeah, sure. You know, that's, uh, I'm a, oh, I'm a leader in the industry. Well, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll talk to you. Intimate knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So know your market, know your ideal like client and, and inside of the ideal client, you got the buyer committee and all the, all this stuff, man, which, um, you know, I know a couple of guys who go deep into this and they got, they got Slack groups. I think one, I, I should, I should share it just so yeah. Sales stack Slack group, right? These guys, you know, they're deep about that. They talk about, you know, the buyer committee mapping out, you know, the stakeholders mapping out the, the champions, mapping out the decision makers, influencing the champions, influencing the decision makers, like how, how to sort of handle bigger deal. I mean, this only applies mostly to bigger deals, but I think it's still, it, it, it applies to every size of what you're dealing with, whether that's like one person who's like a local business owner or whether that's six people that are involved in this buyer decision and a couple of them are just like executive assistants. But if they tell the boss, hey, you know, this, I, honestly, I, this presentation from this dude was, was awesome. You should speak to him. This, but we should use this. They're going to be like, cool. They're going to be primed on it. It's that gatekeeper mentality also. And this is also authenticity. And it comes back to authenticity, what we're talking about. Like, it's that gatekeeper mentality. Nah, it's the it's gatekeeper. Like, don't waste your time with the gatekeeper. I'd say waste your time with the gatekeeper because that yeah. gatekeeper, oh, she's, she's, she's oh, keeping geez. the gate. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, get in there, influence that person too. Like, have your shit together so you know what the priorities of, of a company or, or these people are. I also think it's funny, you know, like smaller companies they're more focused um, on their company. Like you can address them as company name. You can say, Hey, can I help company name? And they're like, Ooh, they said the company name, you know, they're, they're, they're very intimate with their company guys at, at bigger organizations. They're a little less intimate with the company. It's more about your role. How can I make your role easier? Yeah. How can I make your job easier? How can I make your team more efficient? How can I make you a winner and make you like the man in the office? Right. It's sort of like, you just have to like, you know, all these little dynamics, I think are super important. And just a lot of it comes through experience, but you can, jumpstart that just by talking to people i think a lot and and there's a lot of info on reddit and all these sub communities and you know indie hackers if you're going after you know if you were going after bootstrap founders which i'm not sure why you would but if you were you know you got like indie <laughs> hackers right you got sales stack like yeah uh, you got sales hacker right which is you know we did like a, a guest post with those guys they're super great i i love that forum and 
you want to see what salespeople are thinking in these different roles and SDR, AE, blah, 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 go, go to sales hacker. You're going to see a bunch of questions from people uh, over the last years and uh, do all that research, I guess. It's, and that's the hard part. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, you know, you, you, you take Spanish in high school and you're, you ask the teacher, any Spanish teacher in the country, you know, how did you learn Spanish? Did you take a class? Oh no, I lived in, you know, South America. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, Yep. You got to immerse yourself in it, you know? Guess I got to go to South America. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. And and yeah, and I think it is authenticity on that level too, man. Yet again, you know, you just got to be authentic with people like, hey, I kind of, what's your role all about? I don't know, you know? So tell me, what, what do you do on a daily basis? You know, I know I'm trying to sell some shit to your boss, but mm-hmm. I care about you too. What's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. And just be, you know, take the time to sort of, Obviously, there's going to be the deep, the unqualified shit that like you, you got to be able to sense that too, or the bad clients, or the the bad customers, or the ones that are going to be a time waster, or the you know the tire, tire kickers and free people and freebie blah blah seekers. blah. But yeah, yeah, freebie seeker, freebie, you know, all yeah. this crap. But beyond that, I think it's just yeah, make it make a genuine impact. I've I've had situation actually like one of my mentors actually is a guy I cold emailed. I thought he was a role in this company. He actually was not. Re- he had a role at the company, but he was actually like a consultant. Mm-hmm. And we ended up connecting. We had like super, we resonated super well after he like that company kind of I don't know wasn't utilizing his advice very much. They weren't down to have a budget. They just weren't down to like invest in the thing. And he was telling them exactly what they needed to do. They kind of dissolved and they kind of went the other way. And they're like, ah, oh, we're just gonna do our thing. Cool. He left and he hit me back up and goes, hey man, like that conversation we had was really great. What do you, what are you doing now? How can we collaborate? It's like you never know who you're gonna touch. I reckon that like right. may later down the line you know, getting a new role or a new job or new something, you know what I mean? And, and you can collaborate. So that too, I've made a lot of really great relationships, just like cold emailing that sure. kind of go beyond ROI, like direct ROI. You know, it's like four mm-hmm. years later, we're like working on shit. That guy actually, we're working on a marketplace of courses, uh, B2B like courses and stuff like that. That's going to be like this kind of sort of you to me, curated you to me and stuff like that. So nice. it's just funny, you know, like it just ends up going down that road where you're just working on other shit with other people. So nice. being authentic, man. What type of results have you seen from using ListKit and personalizing those first lines? Yeah. So we've had a couple of like really cool success stories. So you can, number one, I mean, I can I can kind of explain them, but uh, if you go to the list kit website as well, we have like a wall of uh, a growing wall of testimonials and and folks talking about kind of the the experience and stuff like that. I mean, overall, you know what I mean. We're we're not responsible for the copy that people are writing. Right. And, you know, we're providing the course and we're trying to kind of like help people along. But one standout was a dude named Corey who, um, or Cody rather, sorry, Cody. I always get those mixed. Uh, Cody who. Um, He's basically doing an agency. So it's a lead gen agency. Cody J. And no, his name is Cody Karn Carnes. Cody Carnes. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I I guess here we would say Carnes, but <laughs> yeah. it's Cody, Cody Carnes. Yeah, this dude, uh, yeah, he's he was sort of starting an agency, sort of sort of starting out. He was going after helping creative agencies and sort of like branding agencies and guys like that to get like the bigger, bigger deals, I guess. You know what I mean? Because uh that's Generally, what those guys are going for is like logos and bigger deals. So he, yeah, basically he got a list kit uh, from us. He started sending, and I think it was within five days uh, he had closed a client. He had just like we got a bunch of replies. I think he booked four or five meetings from that list. I think it was a list of 150 people, something like that, mm-hmm. or 150 to 300 people. I can't remember exactly how many, but I think it was one of the 100, 
or maybe hundred people lists. It, it was a very small list, and he just was kind of sending his his tests out, and I, I kind of helped him write the copy a little bit, and he just boom, he he immediately got like four meetings booked from those hundred. I think he booked more after that, but he closed the client like within like five days or something like that. So it was like a week that he was just pumping, got the list in 24 hours, got a client a week. So it's sort of like, it's also the speed. I think that's really cool about ListKit. It's like this 24 hour, we, we haven't really solidified it into a guarantee or anything. We're trying to kind of be on the safe side of that because if yeah. we have a bit more quantity, it can get a little crazy. It is a yeah. service and we're manually doing it. But so far we've, we've been up for a almost three months now and we've every order has been in 24 hours or less so nice. uh, we're trying to stick to that as much as possible but so that amount of speed is just great man i mean if you're no matter what you're doing if you know your icp and you're just direct and you have a great offer and you know it and you're just boom you're just you're just going to book meetings with it if you're testing the market or you're like trying different segments or something like that and you're just trying to kind of get some feedback or serve a survey or something i mean you're still you know same thing it's just within 24 hours you're able to to go and you get um, saving folks first lines time. accurate data text stack yep. data, revenue data job post data yep data yep yep we can do technograph yeah so we can do tech uh, tech stack data which is super helpful we can do we can do intent you know intent based data from like a job hiring or seniority changes like senior leadership changes so I, I always like that one a lot too like with big organizations like you know it's a new CMO. In, in place or it's a new director of marketing in place or it's a new whatever director of operations in place generally those guys get in and they need to shake it up right like they need right. they need to do something to prove change that something. they're yeah they need to either change something or like improve something or do something mm-hmm. do something right and come to the table with some ideas you know what i mean and if they're just doing the same thing the other guy was doing it's not generally not very uh, a good idea so and they're brought in for some kind of reason so anyway like senior leadership changes yeah, all, all all that all that good stuff, man. I'm looking to see if there's anything else. Yeah, job post data. Yeah, revenue data. We do we do uh, revenue essence. We also provide direct dials as a part of the list too. So that can be obviously not for everybody, but maybe fifty to sixty percent of people generally in a list will get you'll get a mobile phone number as well. So uh, we shoot to have all that stuff. Give, give you everything you need. Awesome, man. Very comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, the 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 partners on this are awesome guys who are also running an agency, also doing some amazing work. They're uh, very active on Twitter, so the the Twitter's ListKit.io, and then you can kind of see um, all of us in there. But uh, they're they're really talented guys. One of the guys' names Andre, and he's uh, yeah, they're just really smart dudes. Like I said, they're younger than me. I, I'm like in my 30s now, but they're like you know 24. 25 years old and these guys are like real real fresh into the game they, they they're passionate about it and they're handling pretty much all the fulfillment and kind of like pushing that process forward so it's mm-hmm. it's really awesome to see what they're doing and all the partnerships and stuff that we're that we're trying to make like line.ai is, is one of our partners so that's where we're getting all the the first lines and working with those guys intimately giving them feedback everybody's kind of getting better because of all the feedback yeah, so it's, it's really cool Hans is great, man. Hans what a smart great. dude. He's yeah. one of our testimonials on the site. Actually, that guy is a uh, really cool dude and really yeah. knowledgeable. And and uh, the other guy, Andrew, is is awesome. We had a couple conversations on uh, Memphis Memphis hip hop uh, tapes and <laughs> stuff like that. This guy's pretty pretty cool, dude. <laughs> instant resonance with these guys. So, sure. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, awesome. Listkit.io, Alex. Yeah, appreciate you stopping by again. All right, man. Thank you, Morgan. And uh, yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you always. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.